0: Hello friends, you're listening to the Drew and Dan podcast. We are happy to be back with you. We're going to be starting off this podcast by talking about the NBA for about 40 minutes. So if you're here to listen to the Bachelorette podcast, skip ahead to the 39 minute mark in four seconds and we'll meet you there. Lift yourself up on your feet, let's get it.
1: everybody out there in podcast lines. Welcome! You might recognize these two voices, you might not.
0: They have never sounded better.
1: It's the Drew and Dan Show, and we are back after a long hiatus.
0: Yep, long. We are really just honing our craft yep. overseas. Yep, yep. Um, only one been... of us has been overseas.
1: A lot of investigatory journalism <laughs> yep. has been going down. Um, Very true. We haven't been dropping a lot of podcasts, actually. If we're going to really trace the timeline, Dan, it's been since you got married um
0: okay that's a low do you you, want me to bring josie in here i don't know if
1: you had to give up the podcast (laughs) as part of your agreement with josie i'm not sure uh (laughs) that that was in the secret vows but off record regardless uh we're back and what brought us back dan
0: you know drew this has been this is three years of us doing the podcast sometimes more frequently than other times it's Uh, it's
1: actually just about exactly a 3 year anniversary isn't, wouldn't isn't that right
0: because if uh, loyal listeners will remember there's literally thousands of you yeah the very first podcast was literally a bachelorette and nba finals podcast yeah, i remember i remember vividly because jojo was just at the bachelorette and i was a little bit upset a little bit heated because I wasn't picked to uh, be a contestant on that season yeah, but yeah
1: we did we did apply for you um, it, it worked out you, you were passed over for it worked out whatever reason it worked out it's, it's uh, probably this one pick that <laughs> it worked out okay and anyway. then
0: the NBA finals were Golden State and C- Cleveland yep, right yep
1: yeah that was I mean one of the what, four? That mm-hmm. happened? <laughs> it's yeah. it's pretty been pretty crazy. So so, uh, so what's
0: uniting us today is um, the Bachelorette is in full swing. NBA Finals are going to start in a couple of days. So here's
1: what we're going to do. And, and we've been watching. Just don't get me wrong, Even though we haven't been potting, we've been watching the NBA. Watching, and we've been we've watching. we've been talking the Bachelor and the Bachelorette. And part of the deal of us taking a break, Dan, is... Would you agree that there's a little season there where the Bachelor and the Bachelorette just got a little dry? It was a little bad. It just wasn't really worth watching.
0: It's a little rough, like, but, yeah. but I got news. This season is a banger so far. <laughs> it right. is very good. What are we doing here tonight? Here's what we're doing. We're going to condense NBA and Bachelorette into one podcast because, uh, full disclosure, it's less work for me. Um, and me
1: no, no, it's the same <laughs> amount of work for you
0: <laughs> It's the same amount of work
1: It's less tech for me But here's
0: what we're going to do We're going to open with NBA uh, For all you NBA fans out there uh, Save your questions and concerns till the end Then we're going to take a break You'll hear a music interlude And then after the music interlude We're going to hit Bachelorette Sound good?
1: That sounds great
0: Okay, NBA, kick us off, dude
1: Alright, so we are here um, It's almost the eve uh, The eve-eve of the NBA Finals Game 1 and that is uh, your Golden State Warriors versus the Toronto Raptors. In Toronto. In Toronto. And um, it's just interesting how we got here because I think most people just assumed the Bucks would be the Eastern Conference team. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people maybe assumed the Warriors were going to be the Western Conference team. But I would yeah. say the Warriors path wasn't all that simple. Um, or was it? I don't know.
0: Uh, I mean, it got simple. It looked simple.
1: To me, it looked simpler than it was.
0: I don't know. Uh, it looked the most simple in the conference finals. <laughs> sure. Uh, I, I don't know how else to... <laughs> uh,
1: but
0: uh, but you're right. It uh, Clippers were first round, right? Yep. And Clippers, weirdly, like, no one... The whole time, even the games they won, you knew they were going to lose the yep. series, but... Uh, I kind of thought Golden State started off postseason getting roughed up a little bit. Clippers yep. are a tough team. Yeah. I actually like that. Squad. Yeah, they got
1: some dogs on that team. Um, they just were very, very physical. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they yeah, just on the perimeter they're physical at the at the rim they're physical. I mean they were they were just tough. And you know they took a couple games. I was actually watching a game uh, in Oakland. And uh, not live, but I was in Oakland. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know why I added that. <laughs> but, I was watching a game in
0: Oakland. Oh, you were there, driving yeah, by I the was, arena. I was in a hotel. No I, uh,
1: no, I was watching. Uh, I was watching at actually Norms in Danville, and left with the Warriors up like you know, almost 30 points at the half, was driving past Oracle Arena, and I was listening to it on the radio. (laughs) It just took a turn, and they lost that game. Dude, you shouldn't have left Norms, bro. They just lost that. It was crazy. And that was... And, you know, I watched every Warriors... I, I probably watched 90% of Warriors games over this past season. Mm. So you watched a lot. I, I watched a lot. My son goes down to, for bed at 7.30. My wife works nights, and I just watch basketball. <laughs> That's what I do. So uh, I got the league pass. Not not a big deal. Anyway, so I um, <laughs> watch almost every Warriors game except for, like, the weird weekend, like, afternoon games. But uh, they, they just – I mean, they have weaknesses. And their main weaknesses, they just um, – as talented as they are, they mm-hmm. play – they just take their foot off the gas for long periods of time. Yeah. And so they'll just like, it's almost like they're just coasting they're barely trying, you know, and they just, and they really play hard for like a quarter and a half per game. That's usually enough to win. And there was like these moments against the Clippers and against the Rockets where there was thought where we were thinking like, I don't know if playing just a quarter and a half is going to be enough to win this game. Mm -hmm. turns out it was, uh, and then the Blazers in the Western Conference Finals, um, you know, played a quarter and a half was more than enough to sweep them right on out. Um, okay, Drew. Got the I,
0: not to get ahead of ourselves, um, I got to address the elephant in the room. What's that? Uh, th- six games against the Clippers? Or five?
1: Uh, that was six.
0: Six? Seven games against Houston?
1: Uh, no, that was six? six. They closed about okay, six. Okay, so
0: six, six. And then four against the Blazers. <laughs> four. This, this isn't about the Blazers, though. My question is, the one main variable difference is our friend Kevin Durant went down. Yeah. Uh, I know you and I have talked about this at length, but we might as well pot about it. What does losing Kevin Durant, how does it positively affect your team? How does it negatively affect your team?
1: Well, you know it's it's just it's interesting. So you know they stru you know I want to say they struggled. You know they they lost a couple games to the Clippers and the Rockets with KD in the lineup. But KD was just his postseason wasn't insane. Yeah, I mean he was just having. I mean he looked like the best player in the NBA. He looked unguardable. Um, I mean he was just a complete beast. Uh, you know, offensively, defensively, in he was just you know. So KD looked like the best player in the world in the postseason to me. I look better than Giannis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kawhi had an incredible postseason as well. But we can, You know,
0: we Jokic and Dame both had awesome postseasons too.
1: To a point. To a point, and yeah. And then Dame disappeared completely. But that's, yeah. We'll get there. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> but uh, to answer your question, KD going down, there was like this collective sense of, oh no, because not only had, but KD had been playing really well, but Steph Curry hadn't been, play, he'd been playing okay. He'd been averaging about 20 points a game. Yeah, twenty to twenty five, and a lot of that was free throws. But he wasn't shooting all that well, and um, so when KD went down, it was like, oh man, can they beat the Rockets with Steph Curry giving you, you know, not shooting that great? Um, can they pull us off? But it really just unlocked their old offense it really did you know it's yeah. all of a sudden um there was a lot more movement off the ball where kd would you know he would just call for the ball up top all the times you know if the ball would be swinging around he'd just be doing that hand clap he wants the ball he wants the ball and obviously you know if you're on the floor you want to get kevin durant a touch right I mean, so
0: here's my question you're you're more of an x's and o's guy than i am i will admit that but so if you take all the iso aside whatever whatever it does to their offensive defensive flow i think what's undeniable is without kevin durant they're playing with a sense of like joy i don't know how else to say it that didn't really exist with kd their 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 offense is more free, free flowing but it seems like they they're just communicating better they're having more fun
1: yeah i yeah it's hard to you know it's hard to really um you know, not not being there, not being a part of it. It's hard for me to really say if they're having more fun or playing. with Not more being a joy. part of
0: it was that you saying that Steve Kerr. You're still waiting for Steve Kerr's call.
1: <laughs> like I'm available. You know, it's hard to say when I'm like not part of there. What I'm trying to say <laughs> is it, the the. The offense certainly moves a lot more. They're moving off the ball. They're cutting to the basket, you know, um, you know, just screen roll, the ball's flying all over the place. Draymond Green is pushing the ball up the court. I mean the Blazers, how many times did they see that? Also the power forward is getting the rebound and pushing the ball up the court. Draymond
0: trimmed down a little and bit. Is making, he's making great yeah, shape,
1: and they have a decision. We have to either foul him or let him go and score a layup, mm-hmm. and or he's going to drive all the way and kick out, and it was it, just chaos. And I will say this against the Rockets. And against the Clippers, the Warriors' bench looked horrific. Mm-hmm. So in that, what you're talking about more of a stagnant offense with KD yeah. kind of run, you know, running the offense through him, at, you know, up at, at the top, and taking a lot of shots or driving to the hoop, you know, whatever. Those guys were horrible. Mm-hmm. And um, against the Blazers, when the offense was a little more free flowing with a lot more movement, all of a sudden McKinney was hitting like. He didn't hit score a lot, but he would hit a clutch dagger. Yeah. Like when the Warriors are trying to mount a comeback and it's like, okay, they're mm-hmm. going to throw that, they're going to send the house at Steph. Guess what? McKinney hit a three. Or guess what? Quinn Cook, when he cooked Zach <laughs> yep. Collins off the dribble, you know, that was amazing. Quinn Cook and McKinney were unplayable in the two previous series. Mm-hmm. But, and you, it's too easy to say, well, the Blazers defense was so bad it made them look good. Um, but, you know, Livingston started playing better. Um, you know what happened was the offense just started to move more, and yeah. it just you know all of a sudden they were able to contribute in that offense, and mm-hmm. uh, they're going to need some bench played if they're going to beat the Raptors. They really are, and yeah. Ka- and KD coming back, and even talk about Demarcus Cousins coming back. To be honest, Dan, you know that you know that affects rotations, that affects chemistry. You know, I don't mind big bodies coming back, especially against a team that rebounds as a it crashes the boards the way the Raptors do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So don't get me wrong, but at the same time, you gotta wonder. You know, mm-hmm. is the offense gonna is the offense gonna move the same? I'm all for it on the rebound inside.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you this: Let's say I'm gonna throw a couple scenarios your way. I'm also trying to see betting odds for this, but I'm having trouble.
1: Uh, Warriors are favored by. Do you know? Uh, the line was like what, Minus what 250 or something I don't, I, don't, I don't know game by game I just know okay. for, the, for the series
0: So let's say Let's say Warriors head back to Golden State 1-1 Series is 1-1 right? Okay KD gets cleared for game 3 Do you... How much do you incorporate him right away? Do oh you- yeah,
1: no, you you go with him. I mean he's he's the it? best player in the world. You just you know what I mean. It's a it's you just have to play him and see what happens. I don't know. You can't
0: What if they're up 2-0? You still bring him back or do you do you ride it out? And that's hope- a
1: good question. I I will be shocked if the Warriors come back up 2 0. I really do. I think they can do it, but the but here's the key to them coming back 2 0 or even winning one game. Clay Thompson needs to shoot the ball better than he did against Portland. Yeah. So that that's going to stretch the defense. So, Steph, you know, that they can't just, you know, send the full court press at Steph, right? Yeah. They're going to, you know, if Clay is hitting shots on the other end, it's going to keep the defense honest. It's going to let Draymond do that thing where he drives in. It's Going to just you know open up yeah. the lanes a little bit, um, so and and if he's just hitting shots, you know that just makes the game easier. So if Clay's hitting shots, and you know, then I think they have a shot at winning some games. But he did not shoot well against Portland. Mm-hmm. He just didn't. He he shot poorly, and it really it was Draymond and Steph and a bunch of D leaguers that swept the Blazers.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, you know. It will be difficult for Golden State against Toronto um, more. I'm, I'm just thinking about Toronto's starting five from a defensive standpoint. Each each one of their starting five is way better defensively than Portland's starting five. Right. Um, then way better. Than probably Houston's starting five. Way P-
1: better, except for P.J. Tucker. I was
0: going to say P.J. Tucker. And Capella but
1: can send some shots into the stands. Don't get but, me
0: wrong. But... Kawhi is a prolific defender. Yeah, best in uh, league. Marc Gasol, former—he's old, but former defensive player of the year, right? Right. right. Siakam, amazing yeah. defender, long. Danny Green,
1: <laughs> Danny Green can, is a stopper.
0: Kyle Lowry—he's an above-average point guard defender. The ball. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: but man, together they have their defensive IQ. They're switching. Um, I mean they. They didn't shut down Giannis, but they limited him, right?
1: Oh, Giannis had some bad games, and he yeah, could probably maybe no one can shut down Giannis. Maybe only Giannis can shut down Giannis, but regardless, someone shut down Giannis. Whether it was Giannis himself, mm-hmm. I mean, he had a game where he didn't even show up. So if they could
0: do that to Giannis, who's probably going to win MVP this year, yeah. um, man, they—if you're Toronto, you have to win both in Toronto, right? You have to.
1: You have to. Yeah.
0: So it'll be interesting, man. They're, Toronto, did you watch much Toronto this postseason?
1: Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I watched their whole semifinal series.
0: Yeah. Um, they're, um, a little bit before that. Their offense, the the only thing that worries me about them, they have a few guys that they rely on on offense that are just streaky. You never know what Van Kyle Fleet, Lowry's yeah. going to show up. Yeah, Van Fleet. Um, see, was great offensively in the regular season. He's been kind of hit or miss in the postseason. But you never know. Oh, the other guy we didn't mention is Serge Ibaka.
1: Oh yes, yeah, great. Yeah, he can. He's a blue collar guy. Yeah, clothesline you, take you off your feet. He's tough. Um, yeah, it's interesting. They they defend like crazy. They rebound like crazy. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing about Kawhi: in addition to just being you know one of the best players, period, in the game, and having one of the best postseasons out of anybody, period. Um, you could argue that he's having the best postseason period because Steph kind of got unlocked when KD went down and KD yeah. went down halfway through. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, so you could just say, let's just say Kawhi's having the best postseason out of anybody. And now he's going to come in and play the Warriors. thing about Kawhi is you can't rattle him. No. Because it's like he doesn't care. And what I mean by that is like he cares about winning, but he doesn't care about like any, he, he's emotionless. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where like his emotion, uh, you know, not getting the calls, you know, not getting whatever, not get, not mm-hmm. finding his stroke. Like it's not going to bother him. He is a robot. Mm-hmm. He's a freak of nature. You know, he's a physical specimen, offensive freak, defensive freak, and like literally a robot emotionally. Yeah, and that's scary to play against because mm-hmm. you can't rattle him, and he's not gonna. You know, whereas Giannis got really emotional in that last game and like left the press conference at the end. Just you know what I mean? Just yeah, like, you go. Know, the Rockets are crying and sobbing and making a huge mess you know Damien's leaking his injury report or game early you know what I mean everyone's like so like sensitive about everything Kawhi is not sensitive.
0: Ines Kanter's fasting.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like... Sackcloth and why ashes. Is that, why is that
0: funny? <laughs> Dude, you're the one laughing. <laughs> I was just stating... Uh, no, his- I, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm laughing that he said it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> That's a normal thing to do in this culture.
0: But, man, Toronto... You're totally right, man. Like, they... They got a bunch of seasoned guys. Like, Kawhi how old he was 21 when he won finals mvp yeah. he's been he's been there he's he beat a Miami team that they didn't, nobody thought they were going to beat Serge has been there and back right um marcus saw siakam i just really like siakam man dude from cameroon um i think he was a basketball without borders guy
1: yeah he's a, he but, he had a he came out of nowhere this year and yeah. all of a sudden people that you know follow, bat- I mean, no one on the West Coast was really watching the Raptors, but if you follow basketball or read blogs or anything like that, Dude. you know, you couldn't avoid his name. He was on my fantasy yeah, team. Yeah, and you had to ask the question, who is this guy? I keep yeah. hearing this name. Who is he? What's he doing? And so, okay. um, here's, here.
0: here's a number that I'll be interested to watch. Are you ready for yeah, it? I'm ready. And let's see if we can place an over-under on it. Fun game. How many turnovers do you think Steph Curry will have? Uh,
1: in Game one?
0: Game one. Cause there's got to be a point where it it like costs them the game,
1: right? Steph can get sloppy with the ball.
0: I'm just thinking the way Toronto plays defense; yeah. they're they're really smart switchers. But every time you know how Steph will sometimes drive, and then he'll go back out with yeah. his back to the basket.
1: Yeah,
0: Toronto they have one guy on, and then they have they have the help actually come behind and like strip the ball. That's like, dude. That's a nightmare for Steph.
1: I, you know, Steph got yanked a couple times by his brother against Portland. I feel like if he's going to turn the ball over, it's going to be on a cross court flying down, like behind the back. Okay. The classic Steph Curry thing. I don't know. I
0: put him more than four? Yeah, sure. I put him down for five. More than five? I put him down for five. You're saying five? Yeah. I'm going to say seven first game, dude. We'll see. Okay. Anyways.
1: I think he's going to come up with a little bit of discipline um, because he has to. I think he's going to be really focused. Um, How
0: many points does Clay Thompson have to score in game one?
1: uh, Over 20.
0: Over 20. Okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, at a minimum 20, but probably, honestly, he'll probably have to score closer to 30 is what I think. But he has to get 20. I mean, he has to shoot the ball better. And he does not get to the free throw line. He just doesn't. I mean, it's rare if you see Clay shooting free throws. Yeah. He just... The kid cannot pump fake to save his life. He can't get a defender in the air. He just... He just can't do it. Uh, Actually, none of the Warriors can. If the Warriors ever pump fake once, it'll be the first time. (laughs) It's driving me crazy. Um, No, I... It's going to be... It's going to be tough. They need Clay to shoot the ball well uh, to win. Um, They need to... Like, to your point, they need to take care of the ball. And, uh... They got a rebound. And... (laughs) Yeah, Toronto's gonna have the rebounding edge just off the bat, so the Warriors are gonna have to. Draymond's gonna have to hit the boards, and he's he's undersized,
0: way undersized. So, okay, anything we got a few other NBA topics to hit.
1: Uh, That you know, I'm excited for the postseason. I'm too. You know, I, I I'm very. I think it's gonna be. There's two great teams. I don't know who's gonna win um there's great players to watch we're going to watch greatness we're going to watch greatness on display some of the greatest NBA players um you know of all time are in this series um
0: but yeah think about this besides Giannis and Harden maybe it's three of the top five players in the NBA right
1: absolutely yeah
0: that's great it's this is a series that I'm really looking at which obviously LeBron's not in the finals uh lakers are a little bit of a sore subject right now for me but
1: we're gonna get there
0: (laughs) but i'm just happy to watch this like this is a series that man when you're when your kid is old enough to understand basketball and like talk about it it's like man i remember that final series where kevin durant steph curry clay thompson Kwai leonard you know like it's just I'm just excited to watch it, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. What's your final prediction for the series?
1: Warriors in six. Warriors in six. That's mostly my heart talking. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if it was Toronto in six or seven, but I, you know, I'm going to say Warriors in six because, uh,. You know, they're <laughs> the difference between this Warriors team and some of the ones in the past, like I said earlier, is just the bench. I mean, they've always like they've literally won finals because of great play from the bench, yeah. right? Livingston gave him great minutes, he's older and not playing that well. iguodala has been a finals MVP, he's been injured, he's had you know, he missed yeah. games with a back injury, you know, mm-hmm. when he's healthy. I mean, that oh my gosh, that defensive stop on Damien, where Damien, I literally want this, like just ingrained <laughs> in my mind forever, where Damian Lillard does a, Lilla a push-off attempting the game-winner, literally just a full forearm push-off, and Iguodala hooks his inner arm and stays connected. So it's like you say, oh, it's a foul. Well, Damian was going for the offensive foul, so the ref did a no-call Yeah, because the Damian push-off, Iggy hooked his inner arm, stays connected, and then strips the ball. I mean, that, I've never seen anything like that it's like he anticipated the moves like this guy's gonna give me the forearm push off because that's the dame time maneuver (laughs) and he just and the way he hooked him was from the inside up iggy has been there man he's been there it was on was unreal defensive play i was like iggy my man um anyway so
0: golden state six
1: golden state six what do you say
0: that's what i was gonna say Golden State six. I mean,
1: they're the champs. So I got you know they're gonna and, and they're yeah. they're, they're the squad. champs
0: until someone beats them. They're right? the champs
1: until someone beats them. Um, and you know the bottom line is the Golden State bubble is gonna burst. It might burst out. Might burst this postseason. It might burst next season. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but for those of us who are fans, back when they drafted Todd Fuller instead of Kobe Bryant, when they drafted Joe Smith number one overall, you know, like. It doesn't matter when the bubble bursts because the run's been amazing. Yeah, so it's been incredible. We're we're fine. We're fine with whatever happens. All right, from this point on,
0: we got about seven ish minutes to hit a bunch of topics. Yeah, um, let me let me start things off by asking you this question: The Blazers making the Western Conference Finals will that be the highlight of Damian Lillard's career? Yeah. <laughs> How's that for a take?
1: You know, the Blazers, here's what people don't haven't quite grasped yet, or at least I haven't really heard anyone talking about this. There was a, f- a few years where the Western Conference was like considered the most stacked conference and it wasn't even close. Yeah. And like you know the you know the 8 seed in the West would be like the 2nd seed in the East or whatever. Mm. It's like that's sort of flip-flop, don't you think?
0: It's certainly on its way. I think the West overall is still stronger. I don't
1: know, man. When you look at it, I don't. I really don't know because
0: the Orlando Magic were in the playoffs this year. Or
1: okay, it's been. Let me put it this way. I get. I get that's a fair point, but it's been diluted to this point. All right.
0: Mm.
1: OKC. Okay, here's the thing. Everyone's stoked about the Blazers, and I don't want to like completely rain on their parade. But the Blazers are like an okay team you could say they're good they're far from great they're just not great and the 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 teams they beat like OKC is not a huge victory because Russell Westbrook beats himself almost every postseason game he plays too emotional he jacks up horrible shots and Paul George has just got to be going crazy inside yeah. but he signed up to be there so i don't know what you know i don't feel sorry for him but it's like westbrook is can't be a successful player because he just his shot selection is just so horrible he's in a probably the best <laughs> athlete in the league he's a freak athlete you can't you know can't deny that you know but to the point where he was an MVP, and then since then his numbers have been exactly the same. He's not even in the conversation. Oh, because yeah. Because people, we've been saying we've said this on the pod for over three years now. Since for the, since we started, we've said Russell Westbrook is actually not that good at basketball. And then people thought, oh, you're crazy, averaging triple double. It never happened. Da, da, da. It's like, but how come he's not even sniffing the MVP conversation? Yeah. And nobody wants to, you know, nobody really wants to him on their team, shooting yeah. them out of contention. And so my point is, that's not a great win for the Blazers. It's just not. Denver, like, they're okay, but let me ask you this. Name five Nuggets.
0: Nikola Jokic, Paul Millsap, Will Barton, duh, Gary Harris.
1: You're missing their best player. But...
0: Oh, Jamal Murray. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Jamal Murray is not their best player, dude. Okay,
1: besides Jokic, but... Okay, but Jamal Murray is their best guard, and he absolutely torched the Blazers. But um anyway, all, yeah. I, all that to say, I get, I get what you're saying. It's like they're just they're just okay, and like Gary Harris is like fine, but he's like, I mean, I don't know. Will Barton, he's okay. You know what I mean? They have like guys that are okay.
0: I get what you're saying. I think the point I'm trying to get at is what like. The Blazers are in this weird spot, and I, I really respect the the front office the last couple of years trying to keep the squad together, because it's a good squad, right? It's a good core. Y- yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. E- good. Even if you think not great.
1: Yeah. I don't think not great, but they're good. Um, Damien's a good player. Yeah. CJ, C.J. McCollum CJ's played awesome. really, really well.
0: And it's a shame Nurkic went out, yeah. but there's nothing, especially being a small market, there's just nothing they can do now, right? They have to pray for injuries, right? Yes. Anyways. OK. yeah,
1: that, I mean, that, that's their deal. So
0: all right, do we want to have the KD conversation?:
1: Well, let's just talk about free agency in general. Okay. KD., I say he's gone. I say he's 100 percent gone. I say there's not even a, a New York he stays. New York, but you know where I'd like to see him go? I'd like to see him go to the clippers. KD. Yeah. Okay. I just think it's more fun. Do you have any
0: inside information?
1: I mean, they're, they're LA and they're more attractive than the Lakers. That's debatable. <laughs> Actually, it's not debatable. They're currently more attractive. I'm so than over the, the Lakers.
0: Lakers right now. So,
1: I don't know. I would like to see him go to the Clippers. Kawhi's
0: been the guy that's been linked to the Clippers, though.
1: Well,. Haven't K... Oh, Kawhi. Yeah, 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 I'd say KD and Kyrie have been linked as being a pair wherever they go, which is so f- interesting to me, speaking of free agency, because K- Kawhi corrupted the Celtics. Yeah, that's all. That's the yeah. only explanation. The Celtics yep. were like a unanimous pick to be like the finals, Eastern Conference finals darlings forever but, and ever, and they've just imploded over and over again. And Kyrie is this like, and and just his quotes in the media. I don't know if you, how much close you've been tracking them. Like, yeah. he's just a selfish dude. Well, that's he's, the, he's the he's problem, a knee right? first, that,
0: dude. It's Kawhi or uh, sorry, Kyrie. He's he's just not I'll a say, leader. No, I said Kawhi. Oh, that like was my Kyrie, mistake. Like Kyrie, Kyrie's just not a leader, man. Yeah. He got he got put into a situation. He played under LeBron, and he was probably like, sweet, it's probably easy to lead. you yeah. know. Um, and he went there, and he's just not a great leader. That's the problem. But he
1: left Cleveland with a me first move, right? He, just, he yeah. burned that bridge. He's like, I don't want to be anyone's little brother. I don't need a father, blah, blah, blah. But I'm
0: saying, if he's in a place now where he's like, wow, clearly that didn't work for me, would he be willing to go be second guy to KD in New York? Because uh, if he could figure that out, that's... That's why... Dude, Kyrie was on a Cleveland team that beat Golden State that came back 3-1. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, like, Kyrie is the perfect number two. He's the right, perfect number right. two.
1: well, I'm wondering... I mean, he's got to go somewhere. he, yeah. he, he, he Obviously, he's miserable in Boston, and they don't like him. No. It's a bad fit, and, you know... So, obviously, people are saying New York. People are saying Brooklyn. Um and people are linking him and KD together. Is all, that's all I'm saying, I mean, in this day and age, you need players to win. Yeah. You just do, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I, it's it's interesting to see what happens, you know, where KD ends up. It's interesting to see where Kyrie ends up. It's interesting to see uh, where Kawhi, right? Isn't Kawhi have an option? Yeah. So... And Kawhi is the one you you never know what he's thinking. You never know what he's going to do. You never know if he's happy. You never know if he's angry. You never know if he's upset. You don't know anything about him. He's the biggest wild card of all of them.
0: He's such a wild card that if Toronto wins the finals, let's say they, I don't think this will happen. Let's say they like just breeze past Golden State. Yeah, and
1: he's the MVP. The yeah, field. like yeah. five
0: games. Even that to me is like, yeah, I could still see him leaving. Yeah. You know, like who knows what that guy's thinking. Yeah.
1: Um. So, I mean, people are linking him to LeBron, which has got to make you happy. I,
0: I'm, oh, man.
1: I mean, here's the question, Dan. Let's just shift gears. Yeah. Who was going to go play with LeBron?
0: No one. That's why I'm leading the trade LeBron campaign. The Lakers, happy to did, say it did you
1: read the ESPN article today? Which one? The article.
0: Oh, about the Lakers' dysfunction? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was, that was the, Death blow to LA. Like everyone always already was like looking back, looking at them, even saying like, "Man, no one wants to go play with LeBron." Oh, LeBron tried to trade his entire team for Anthony Davis. Oh, like there's been a locker room blow. Like everyone already knew the stuff, but now it's like, oh, this is a top down, okay, culture leadership issue.
0: Can I give you my? Do you have time for a quick conspiracy theory, please? What track? Track how the Lakers have been covered in the last two or three weeks, right? Exiting the regular season, LeBron was like sort of the villain. Like he screwed over everybody on the team. He tried to get all the young guys right. traded. He was the guy. Me, I, I I, was really excited when LeBron came. I ended the season hashtag trade LeBron, you know? Yeah, right. And now... How many people on the Lakers organization, including Genie Buss, including Magic Johnson, including Rob Palenka, there are like a million people that are now more hated than LeBron. Is LeBron's people or are LeBron's people doing like a
1: smear campaign? I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, well some, somebody's at, leaking the information and I don't it's, know. and it's bad. You know, it, it's it's really, really bad. So
0: I'm I don't have much to say. I still I still can't really formulate words around what's taking place right now, but it is it is the darkest period of being a Lakers fan I've experienced so far. And it's just on all levels, man. It's LeBron LeBron tried to come in. He clearly I don't even remember him when he signed like I'm so happy to be a Laker, you know? Yeah. It's like I'm happy to be in LA. It's He's never really taken on the Laker mantle. Yeah. Um, and simultaneously, a guy that, that Lakers fans kind of begrudgingly welcomed in, LeBron, because I grew up in the Kobe era. Co- it was always Kobe versus LeBron, and of course I'm always going to pick Kobe. So we begrudgingly like welcomed LeBron in, and now he tried to trade all the young dudes that we were stoked on. And not only that, one of our heroes, Magic Johnson, is just trying to burn down the whole yeah. system. So I it's dire times.
1: Okay, here's my last point just in general on the NBA in the Kay. West and Portland. Okay. Here's the good news here's the good news if you're Portland. Okay. Great food scene. <laughs> Eam. Have you guys tried Eam? yet? you're never going to get you're not gonna get they're not gonna get better. Portland's not gonna get better. Yeah. Done. Right.
0: Wait, was that the good news?
1: That's the good news. No. <laughs> The good news is the Warriors are you know what I mean just the way contracts are structured and the way you know the way people are going to part ways just naturally beyond KD KD's going to move you know what I mean mm-hmm. Clay might do something you know they got to pay Draymond they got to pay the got to figure out how to pay these guys and their bench is just going to get worse yep. you know what I mean their bench is horrible this year their bench is just going to get worse mm-hmm. they're literally going to be stuck with like you know, the the worst, the, the D-League bench. You know, the yeah. D-League warmers are going to be the Warriors' bench. So the Warriors are going to start taking these steps down. Yeah. Uh, is Houston going to be a competitor next year? Another year older for those guys. Those guys are looked old this year. Houston's yeah. going to take another step back next year. They just I are. mean,
0: you have to believe... Harden's just kind of entering into his prime. Free I, show, yeah. But, I think but, Houston, Houston's going to be fine for a little bit.
1: I don't think so. And Chris Paul is getting older and more fragile. I think, um, you know, could Eric Gordon keep the weight off? You know, yeah. I, you know, Gerald Green. I don't know these guys. Yeah. I, 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 I get your point. I think Houston's going to take a step down. OKC, are they going to get better or worse? Uh. No no, no one's going to sign up to play there willingly. No. You know what I mean? I, They'll I,
0: probably stay the same.
1: You the, know, The Clippers could get better free, w- through free agency. I just don't... I
0: still fail to believe that the Clippers are like a good free agent destination. They, I'm just
1: saying they could. Yeah, you're totally right. They could. Dallas was horrible last year. Now they got... You know, Christophs. Christophs, but he's kind of a disaster right now in his personal life. So yeah. we've got all this... Denver, I think, is just the same as Portland, right? They yeah. won seven games. They beat each other up, but it took like a triple overtime game. There, whatever. It's like if you're Portland, you're in the West. That's what I'm saying. Why I think it's a flip flopped And we're in the East. Milwaukee smokes Portland. Toronto smokes Portland. You know what I mean? These yeah. teams just brutalize.
0: Probably there. Yeah, that's a really good point. The West if, is
1: just diluted, and even more so next year. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right. If KD goes east and, signs, and another guy joins him out there, and you they have smoke to, Portland. You know what I mean? It's like all of a sudden there's going to be – if Boston starts playing to their capabilities and drafts well, whatever, mm-hmm. like there's – I just named four teams, right, Boston, wherever KD goes, yeah, uh, Milwaukee, Toronto, that absolutely sweep Portland like 180 to 0 every game, right? And so – but in the but – I'm saying – but in the west, you have all these teams that are like – go in the other direction. Mm. So that's the good news for Portland is you don't you're not going to get better, but you don't really have to get better to at least compete for your conference. Yeah. Especially if like, say there's a Steph Curry injury in Golden State, you know, is out of the picture if, you know, whatever, fill in the blank.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You have to believe every every bad thing I just said about the Lakers. You have to believe that they're going to get at least some help. And, and if LeBron stays somewhat healthy.
1: I mean, they missed the playoffs with LeBron. and he
0: No, he was gone for like two-thirds of the season.
1: But nobody believes he was actually hurt. It wasn't two-thirds. LeBron just quit. I, I literally LeB- don't get the point you're trying to make. LeBron quit on his team. That's the point I'm making.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, <laughs> I wish he would just tell everyone that he's quitting so we can trade him or something. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, NBA. NBA put a fork in it. It's good. we'll see Zion to
1: uh, New Orleans. If uh, oh Anthony Davis, what do we what do we uh, think, dude? I don't know. I don't know. I mean that that also changes the landscape somewhere. You're somewhere. I know I know you don't want to say anything because you want him in LA and you don't want to jinx it, whatever. But like if Anthony Davis lands in LA and then then yeah.
0: I my my take. I I really think it's going to be some outside team, some team that is not on anyone's radar, like. I don't even know who. But yeah, we'll see. Anyways,
1: if there if I came to you and said there's one player in the NBA who has a dark secret
0: oh my gosh
1: like like this is your best take like a dexter level serial killer (laughs) like secretly but but you know dexter's a good guy not that like a bad dexter like like dexter's brother right like like an evil like uh like 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 walter white dude yes if so if i said there's one nba player harboring a dark secret who would you say it is (laughs)
0: Why don't you tell me who you think it is? Drew's most amazing NBA take is that...
1: Kyrie Irving is, is harboring a dark, dark secret.
0: I won't repeat for the audience what Drew thinks those dark secrets might be, but...
1: Kyrie Irving, allegedly, in my opinion, is harboring something... And it's, Let's like, just say he's, Drew is probably a danger to society. As much as, <laughs> as much as
0: I hate to admit it, Drew has a good radar when it comes to these things. <laughs> so, okay, NBA. NBA fans, it's been real. Hopefully we'll be back soon. We're going to take a short break and then come back with some Bachelorette talk. Alright, we are back. Thanks for waiting, Bachelorette fans. I know this is the moment you've been waiting for for quite a few seasons now because we haven't done a Bachelor Bachelorette pod in a while.
1: Yeah, and it's because they've been bad. Very dull. I, you with, know, with I will say... Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I think we're going to say the same thing, which is... Let's say it Col- together. Col-
1: one, two, three. 2, 3, Colton. Fence jump? Oh, shoot.
0: Alright, <laughs> right. uh, No,
1: Colton, yes, the fence jump. We, which, the, the fence jump heard around the world, but Colton was a good dude. Yeah, he was a good dude. His season... Handsome dude. (laughs) You say that about every
0: dude you see. (laughs) Uh, The first, like, what? Just the
1: handsome ones. The first three
0: quarters of his season was pretty boring. But, man, that last quarter was... It injected new life into the season. That was crazy. Into the series. Into me, dare I say.
1: Not one, but two Biola girls made a strong push (laughs) in in that... that, uh... I in felt
0: I felt like I too jumped the fence in a sense. <laughs> Anyways, no, it's just girls obviously.
1: So, it's we not happening. When we
0: drew, I think we're on the same page here. When we heard that Hannah was going to be the bachelorette, oh, we were, were really bummed out. Bad tears, I mean, Bad She tears. was which she, she was seems awful. she seems sweet. She seems like a nice one us she's just so weird
1: yeah i I will, so say, okay, weird. I will say this Dan. she was horrible in Colton season right mm-hmm. like starting i she i didn't even notice her until the the just the dramatic toast implosion uh on her birthday on her one on one she just couldn't do it to, that was so funny that was bizarre and bizarre and then she like was in that weird uh like Cat fight with the other girl who was also in prom, oh what do they call it, prom I, I can't remember her like,
0: <laughs> no, Miss,
1: America Miss America
0: or Miss Alabama or something? yeah, yeah. anyways
1: uh, yeah, whatever <laughs> queens. they're queens <laughs> queens of something I forget the word but uh, they're like in that weird battle and they like were like re- really like like catty with each other like trying to take each other out yeah. or something but like everyone rooted for that gr- for the yeah. other girl. Like everyone wanted her to be, or I was actually shocked she wasn't uh, the Bachelorette, or maybe yeah. she was offered and turned it down. I don't know. I thought she had a really powerful story, and I thought she was like an inspiring person, and she was intelligent and well spoken, like the whole the whole deal. Yeah. And then there was this other girl who was like, do like the, her like screech and she like bare her teeth I, at yeah. the camera, and it was just <laughs> couldn't do a toast, and she was super annoying. Anyways, and now her as the Bachelorette, and we were upset. All that to say, Dan. I, Three episodes in, and I didn't watch the first episode, Uh, so two episodes in, uh, I'm coming around a little bit. Like, she's all right. I gotta
0: say, she, last night's episode of The Bachelorette was, it it was really great. It was one of my favorite ones in recent memory. I don't know if it's a combination of the producers were like, oh crap, what are we gonna do with her? So they gave her less screen time, less things to say. And they, it seems like there's like,
1: they added Demi to like make things. Oh, to my,
0: to my delight. I I love Demi. I
1: can't stand Demi. She's a, she's a psycho. So
0: Drew, we noticed, uh, we were talking offline just now, taking a quick water break, talking about the NBA's tiring. Um, we, we have this sort of we've noticed this trend in recent bachelorette bachelor bachelor seasons um kind of kind of this shift that the whole series the whole program is taking which is people used to watch it just for the drama right Right. which we still kind of do but i feel like the way that the bachelorette is being viewed now is different than it was five years ago ten years ago Mm -hmm. which is people watch it now to see what rules are going to be broken right and you can kind of trace this back to caitlin's season when she hooked up with nick and she wasn't supposed to and um and so that was like a huge deal that was a shock but i remember people losing their minds if you go forward a little bit ben higgins said i love you to two late two of the final three which people were like i cannot believe that he did that yeah and things just kind of kept happening so culminating then with last yeah, last with Bachelor with Colton, that whole final episode was like, I remember us watching it together and we were like, I can't believe I'm watching this right now. Like, yeah. this is incredible.
1: Yeah. I mean, Colton, like, first of all, he jumped the fence and just ran off into the night.
0: He jumped it in like, he barely used his arms at all. Yeah. He just jumped straight yeah,
1: up. He's quite the specimen. I mentioned that earlier, but he, <laughs> he like... He just kinda of disappeared like into this into Portugal or wherever they were. He just like yeah. ran off and then you know, this other girl's dad just shows up randomly and like, yeah. they're hanging out and um yeah, you can just kind of, you know, take off when you want and producers will go with you or apparently if you're Colton you can just go go rogue off the grid and Yeah. They'll find him just You know, sipping a cappuccino and you know, some countryside cafe. (laughs) With a beret. (laughs) (laughs) And a cigarette and one of those long filters. Viva la France.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, what's been interesting, and granted we're only three episodes in, what's been interesting about this season... Did you watch the first episode? No. Okay, so our wives
1: watched without us, and then we never caught up, so... They told us to
0: watch it, and we did. We just
1: dove in to episode two and three, so I don't know anybody's names. All I know is Cam. Except for Cam, and then... John Paul Paul Jones. George. (laughs) John Paul, John Paul. <laughs> who hasn't done anything except have a weird name and a weird face? And it's actually a lot of ugly dudes.
0: And he freaked out when they did the pregnancy, <laughs> you know, <and> the <laughs> which
1: was just a funny. Just
0: so, event. what's interesting about this season is it seems like this is kind of the first season that's fully realized as like a rule breaking season. Yeah. Because we've seen that a ton already, right? Both from the way that Hannah talks to a guy. I, I can't remember the guy's name. That's like super clingy to her. Jake, you know what I'm talking about? Jake Jake. He looks like a Jake. Yeah, maybe that's why I said Jake. Uh, <laughs> Luke. Oh, is it Luke? Uh, I don't, I don't know. know. The guy that's like, hey, I'm in love with you. Yeah, I- In like episode first- two, he yeah. said he
1: was in love with her, and then episode three, he's all like... He literally said, I think I'm going to go home. He, 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 last night, he yeah. said, I'm considering going... By the way, we know it's going to come back to bite him, because every guy oh, yeah. loves to go to the girl, or vice versa, girl's little guy, and say so and so talked about going home they're not you know what I mean yeah. it's like they're not all in And but Luke, Luke too like he's literally shown like episode 2 he said I'm starting to fall in love with you which is like what does that mean isn't that what everyone's doing yeah there's different levels to love <laughs> in this show I'm starting to fall in love with you and then the next episode he was just so hurt that like she wouldn't give him like 5 extra minutes yeah he was just like I think I just might go home or whatever but he was just like but it's like dude even if you think that don't say it out loud have you never seen oh, yeah. the show before yeah Every dude is gonna deep six you on there's that. It's liter- so hard. <laughs>
0: there's literally like eighty seasons of this show, Yeah. <laughs> and guys are still surprised on episode yeah. two. Is like she was holding hands with that other dude. It's just,
1: it's just so hard seeing her talk to other guys. It's like, oh, yeah. This
0: is- so, so. There's been, there's been a pattern of rule breaking. There's been a rule breaking precedent set from the get go, particularly with our guy Cam, ABC, who's. I don't wanna come out and say it so far, but he might be my least favorite contestant ever on this show.
1: Yeah, I'm I, sure I we can't, can find somebody I, I literally else.
0: can't think of someone else. But so he in episode two for maybe Demi. No, Demi's like the <laughs> she, best.
1: Demi's favorite. Demi's so mean. She's so mean. You're mean. <laughs> yeah,
0: <I'm> so <sorry. laughs> So Cam in episode two, he he did this it was on a group date and he did he he still what happened? He crashed the group date. Oh, yeah. He crashed he, like, the group date. He wasn't day. on the
1: group date. He just li- yeah. he, he literally was in the house. And, and that's what I'm saying to your point about rule breaking. But now the producers are, like, helping. Yeah. Right? Oh, totally. It's like, he's like, hey, I should go crash this group date. That I wasn't invited on. Some producer was like, all right, hop in the Jeep. Let's go. Right? Like, yeah obviously took him to exactly where they were then he shows up and you know steals some time from the guys made them all mad and then <laughs> and then later on he like she was talking to someone just like one on one in a courtyard and he just yeah. joined them and then like yeah brought chicken nuggets yeah and then there's like the three of them just hanging like, out hey
0: why don't you join us all this
1: crazy stuff so
0: that so then bring that into this episode and um that dude I can't remember his name but he um he's telling her a really sad story about losing a kid or something like that like really deep story which, oh yeah which again classic going deep like on your first date but anyways
1: yeah that drives me crazy actually yeah. <clears> but but cam, you got to the show forces yeah yeah. yeah
0: but can it was a really tender moment cam came in hey can I steal her yeah and here's the fascinating rule break this is the first time that I can remember seeing it is they told him no like yeah. no we need a couple more minutes and he's like alright cool and so we were like whoa that's interesting then cam comes back what looked like 20 seconds later yeah. Hey, can I steal her? They're like, no, we need – so they tell him no like two three or three times, different yeah. times. And so then Cam, when he's finally on his one-on-one with her, uh, this other dude pops in and he's like, hey, I got to steal her from you, man. Yeah. And then Cam tried to say no, but this guy strong-armed him out. Yeah. But later on in the episode, there were other like interruptions that tried to take place and the dudes just straight up said no. Which is, I feel like that's a yeah. trend we haven't really seen. Before.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like an unwritten rule of like when someone cuts in, you give it up, and now they're like, well, no. <laughs> yeah, you know, that un- yeah, it's, they're, they're breaking the when break, breaking the code.
0: When one unwritten rule is broken, then yeah.
1: they're all broken. All all bets are off, man. When Colton but, runs wild into the countryside, you can do whatever you want.
0: That was wild. That was one of my favorite moments in TV history.
1: Do we know if Colton's still with that girl? I think so. I, I never know any of these things. But. She
0: doesn't. Uh, she doesn't seem super into him. But <laughs> no,
1: she never did. <laughs> I know, she so never did. Big surprise. <laughs> she was so indifferent to. Uh,
0: it. We were both in the Coachella Valley at the same time recently, so that's something. But I didn't. How, how do you know that? I didn't see him.
1: What? How do you know that?
0: Because I was there, and she posted from there. Uh, okay. Any other questions?
1: I'll think it <laughs> uh, Anyways,
0: we so far this season we don't have a ton to say, um, and this probably isn't great podcast listening because we literally can't remember anyone's names. Except and, for John Paul George, for John, no, it's John Paul Jones.
1: <laughs> John a, Paul, George. he's a weird looking dude, right?
0: He is a little weird looking. I
1: mean, tweet at us if you if you're a fan of John Paul George yeah. or Jones.
0: Uh, but it's a fa- it's just. I think I'm interested in how the show is kind of slowly shifting into something where now, like, kind of the focus is breaking rules. I, you know what I mean? Even even as far as the the one on one that Hannah was supposed to go on with, um, what's this guy's name? Connor. There's because usually on yeah. one on ones they go on like a helicopter ride or right, like yeah. hot tub and yeah. mountainside She's or whatever. Like, yeah,
1: I'll just hang out because I'm sick and like yeah. You know. Whatever,
0: which is like actually for Connor, that's a great look because you don't have to try very hard to like yeah. make yourself look good if you bring someone flowers when they're feeling bad. So, I'm not sure, uh, Drew. Do you think there's going to be any? They teased a couple things. It doesn't look as exciting as the fence jump, but still looks good.
1: Yeah, there's going to be some good stuff coming up. There's a lot of guys that are going to have some drama still. And there's like these super normal guys that I think she's going to just kind of, they're going to coast through, you know, like that Connor dude or whatever, although he was a little bit weird, but, um...
0: Connor wasn't weird.
1: I mean, just a little. You're weird. (laughs) (laughs) I... I don't know. I couldn't couldn't quite put my finger on it. But, but there's a few guys that are just like pretty chill and pretty yeah. normal. And then there's guys that are just like there's definitely some crazy emotional issues going on like that dude who, you know, said uh, I'm starting to fall in love with you. Luke P, that's I, his name. I thought that dude was about to go home because he was just losing. Yeah. It. And then he said, you know, because he didn't want to like lose he was so frustrated then that, that's when he said, oh, I'm thinking about just packing my bags tonight or something. Yeah. And all the guys were like, Wait, what? And so
0: Can I remind you that his profession is he's is literally an importer exporter? <laughs> he literally Imports and exports. <laughs> yeah. He literally has a George Costanza job title. It's
1: actually sort of my job as well. <laughs>
0: Actually, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think so, about that. We're,
1: we're kind of... I don't know what he imports and exports. Yo,
0: Luke P. Hit just, my dude Drew up.
1: It's possible that I'll see him around the old lumber yard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, that's... Do you have anything else to say about this season?
1: Um, I... Man. um, Prob? No. Except that one dude who went home, the short, Webster-looking guy, like the oh, really, yeah. really like five-foot-nothing guy. Yeah. Like, he literally, like, sacrificed himself for the team, because he might have been able to stick around but he like so aggressively strong armed Cam out of the room and like wouldn't to the point where he wouldn't let Cam walk to the door without wedging his little body in between it's them so good and yeah. which, just to be honest is probably like nothing there at all but he just still kind of like <laughs> crammed himself in there and like but it was like such a like awkward weird aggressive move and he did it like, out of solidarity for the guy that yeah. got cut it on, like, three or four times, dude. and you gotta give it up for that dude, taking it for the team. And he's he a just true like, hero, bro. Like, he heard the news that Cam was pulling some shenanigans, and he's like, no, I'm going for it, and he just... He's know, the real
0: hero. Yeah,
1: he just kinda lit himself Drew, on fire. And I like to think out. that you
0: would do that for me someday, if, if, if the it, opportunity arose.
1: Yep, if only you didn't get cut from JoJo's season so early. I, yeah, very, <laughs> very early, <but. laughs> in, in the application process. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: didn't even read my application. But, uh, anyways, friends, it's been fun. We'll be back to do this soon, maybe with some special guests.
1: If you got some uh, favorites uh, that you want us to talk about, we'll figure out who they are and talk about them. So, tweet at us at, at Drew Martin on Twitter, D R U.
0: At Dayotree D A Y O T R E E. I have a couple really good tweets out right now. <laughs> if you look, if you look at my last two or three, um, they're pretty good. My pin tweet is really good too. <laughs> All right, see you guys later. Whoopie do scoop, scoop de dee whoop, whoop dee scoop dee poop, poop dee scoop dee scoop woop whoop, Whoop scoop whoop poop, poop dee de whoop scoop, poop, poop, scoop de dee whoop, whoop dee dee scoop, whoop dee dee scoop poop.